This is the Idea Time Show, Idea Time Show with Dr. Joe North, helping facilitators expand their creativity, confidence and impact through the power of innovation in action. Gain confidence as a facilitator, confidence with the technology and confidence with your content and event design. Tune in every week for practical tips, strategies and interviews that will accelerate your personal and business success. And now, here's your host, Dr. Joe North. Hello, thank you for joining me for this show on how to facilitate a stakeholder mapping workshop. So I'm going to be explaining what is a stakeholder, what do we mean by that, what is stakeholder mapping, why is it important, and then give you some options of different ways you can tackle it in your workshops. And then I'm going to be showing you how you can roll that through into a communication and engagement plan by using those priorities and having really thought through who you want to influence, engage, involve in the innovation that you're doing. And we'll be talking about how to keep that updated as well and why it's important. So let's start with what is a stakeholder. And my definition of a stakeholder is that it's any individual group or organization who's impacted by the outcome of a project. So if you think about the innovation that you're looking to launch or do or create, who's impacted by that? And they can be people who are inside the organization, outside the organization. They could be employees, for instance, or they could be customers, suppliers, all sorts of of different organizations. You can think even more widely into communities, the media, government, certain regulatory bodies. So think really wide when you're thinking about who these individuals, groups or organizations are. But essentially, they have an interest in the success of the project. And as I've said, they can be inside or outside, they can be closely involved or not. It's just really this sense that they have that there's some sort of impact or involvement that they will be having. And they can have a positive or negative influence on the project as well. So when you're thinking about stakeholders, think about stakeholder risk as well as stakeholder opportunity and make sure you have a really holistic and balanced view as you're doing the activities. And stakeholder mapping is simply a process. It's about identifying who your stakeholders are, listing relevant groups, organizations, and people. And I'll say this a few times as I go through the show, but it's really important, I think, to identify specific individuals. So you could say Department for Transport, or you might say Ministry of This, or this particular university, or this community. And it's important to see them on that organizational level. But actually, it's people doing business with people. It's about relationships. And it's about understanding that different people in different roles within those organizations can have different requirements, expectations, aspirations, and so on. So do try to be fairly granular when it comes to listing who your stakeholders are. The second bit is to then, once you've listed them, is to get them all out there so you can see them and think about what their um, objectives are and so on and how they're engaged with your innovation project. And then you can prioritize them. And from that prioritization, plan your approach and think about what's the best way to engage these people? How can you communicate with them most effectively so that you can work together in the best way possible to get as many win-win outcomes as you can from the innovation that you're looking to do. 
What I would suggest is before you start to facilitate any stakeholder mapping session is that you do some pre-work and you ask delegates to do some pre-work as well. And this can be a really deep dive or it can be a quick think. But just doing a bit of work beforehand means that people aren't going to come to the session and forget key groups of people or without the information and so on. You can make a really good start. So some of the things you can ask people to do are firstly to review any existing documentation. So think about other innovations that you've done, project plans, any organization charts that you've got, any other relevant documents. So just think about you know, who you've been involved with previously, other things that you've done that are relevant and start to really you know, trigger some thinking around who key stakeholders might be for this innovation. It's also a really good idea to do some one-on-one -on -one discussions or interviews with representative stakeholders to gain some insights in terms of what they think about what you're doing and what you're planning to do. And you can get some direct information from them rather than having to make those assumptions yourself. You know, sometimes we think we know what people want and what's going on for them. And, and, and that can be quite a precarious thing to do. So I do encourage you, if there are some key people and do have a conversation with them and find out where they stand if you've got that sort of relationship with them. There's a great organisation, a national organisation, doing some brilliant work in innovation. And they've got a major event coming up next year. And as a stakeholder, they did a fabulous interview with me. I really enjoyed the conversation where they were finding out what my aspirations, aims and so on would be from such an event and I'm looking forward to going to their event next year. But it was really good to be consulted and, and actually, you know, give some points of view. So think about this, whatever you're doing, whatever sort of innovation you are planning. Another thing you can do is to do some surveys and send out some questionnaires to a key stakeholder group or broader stakeholder group to get some quantitative and qualitative data. Now, this can be what they're thinking about the organisation, but also you can ask questions around how they rate the engagement that they receive from the organisation, how they align with the organisation's purpose on a bigger stage as well. So it doesn't just have to be about the innovation, it can be broader, but just you know, half a dozen questions, three, four, five minutes for them to complete on a survey monkey can give you some really good insight. Depends, of course, how confidential and how early on you are with your innovation. But if you have got things you can share and start to talk to people about, do make sure you give them a proper explanation if you're asking for any deep insights on these things. But do whatever you can to find out and get some information together before you actually start some of the workshop thinking is useful. So when you've got people in the workshop together, the first thing I would get them to do, whether it's online or in person, is to get a list, get all the names down onto a virtual sticky note or a real life sticky note. And just ask them to, you know, to brainstorm as many stakeholders as they can think of. That's all they're doing. They're not prioritizing yet. They're just emptying the heads of all the stakeholders. And, you know, when people start to think about some, then they think about some others. And if they're having conversations, then those conversations can trigger some thoughts as well. So what you should have really is each small group. I'd get people to work in breakout groups to do this. Each small group should have a huge pile whether it's virtual or real or sticky notes and each sticky note having an individual stakeholder name on it. That can be an individual, a group or an organisation. And you just want them to get out as many sticky notes as they possibly can. 
So that's the first step. Obviously, you've told them why they're going to be there and you know prepared them all in advance and so on. But just get all the stakeholders out. And then when you think they've really exhausted getting that list together, the next step is to start to prioritize and organize these different stakeholders. And this is really important, right? Because you can try and please everybody all the time, but that's not really going to work. And we've only got so many resources, so many hours in the day. And for some projects, some stakeholder interests will be more important than others. So the prioritization is absolutely key. Otherwise, you could be trying to talk to everybody about everything. And not everybody's that interested, not everybody's that affected. So do prioritize and make sure that you are being quite targeted and you're using your time and resources effectively. So this is why prioritization is really key. The first option is to start to map and analyze these stakeholders. So you ask people to take their virtual or real sticky notes and move them across into some sort of matrix or table. I like to create canvases for people, right? So I like to draw a grid, something for them to put their work on that they can all see, they can all write on, and they can all share. So you would list each stakeholder and then give each stakeholder a score based on relevance, willingness, and value. And relevance has got two aspects to it. And I would ask them to score each of these aspects. So ask them to score for the level of contribution to the project, for example, the information or expertise that the stakeholder can bring. So ask them to give a score for that. Obviously, the higher the score, the better. And also within relevance is legitimacy. So when we're talking about stakeholders, what we mean by legitimacy is whether or not the stakeholder has a claim for engagement in the project. You know, is there some sort of genuine entitlement reason, you know, good cause that for them to be considered a really key stakeholder in the project or not? So score for contribution to the project, score for legitimacy or their claim for engagement in the project. And those two scores will give you the relevant score. Then I would create a column for willingness. And this is just a straightforward score on the stakeholder's willingness to engage. Obviously, if they're very willing, it will be a high score, maybe five out of five. And if it was not at all, we really don't want um, anything to do with this, then you would give them a zero or a one. And then the third category of scoring is value. And in value, we've got two criteria. The first is their influence over other stakeholders. Now, this is why I like this method, because when we're thinking about people and stakeholders, of course, they've got their own networks, they've got people that they interact with, and they have a level of influence or not themselves on a topic too. So when we're thinking about stakeholder mapping and stakeholder prioritization, it's important we think about, well, who else does that stakeholder engage with? Who do they influence? Who are they connected with that could also have a bearing, that could also have a connection on the innovation? So give the stakeholder a score on their influence over other stakeholders and the necessity of involvement as well. Again, five being high and one being very, very low. Necessity of involvement is key because some things that you're doing, you'll need to work with a regulator, for example. And if the regulator isn't happy with what you're doing, then you won't be able to proceed with your innovation. So do make sure you include these things. And what you will get then are three scores overall for relevance, made up of contribution to the project and legitimacy, 
a score for willingness, which is their willingness to engage, and a score for value, which is made up of their influence over the stakeholders and necessity of involvement. And what you can do from that is you can add up all of those scores and you can start to see which stakeholders it's really essential. You know, you've absolutely got to get close to, engage with, get involved and have really great communication with and which stakeholders are more on the margins, on the edges. And then you can keep an eye on them and keep communicating with them, but you'd spend less time on those stakeholders. So now I'm going to share option two for mapping and analysis with you. And for this, it's about drawing a two by two grid or matrix. And on the bottom axis, you've got willingness. On the vertical axis, you've got relevance and you plot the stakeholders in terms of how, whether they're low to high on willingness or low to high on relevance, and you, you find the right spot for them. And you, you place them, you like plot them on the grid as if you're playing battleships. So of course, this is actually using the criteria that I talked about in the last option. And when you're plotting the stakeholders onto this grid, what you can do is create a circle or a blob and make the size of that blob relevant to the amount of value that that stakeholder is bringing. And this, of course, linking back, it's using the same criteria as I described in option one. This is a, just a nice visual way of doing it. You might want to use option one and then create an image, a matrix, a grid for option two and, and do both of them, do one after the other. That's quite a good one. And then the most common one is to create another type of matrix. It's often called the Winstanley matrix. And this is where you have interest on the horizontal axis and influence on the vertical axis. And you essentially just put people where you think they are, people groups, organizations, and so on. And if they are low interest and low influence, what the action there is to monitor those minimum effort, just keep an eye on them, but you don't need a huge amount of effort for stakeholder engagement there. Just keep on top of it because things can change. If you're putting stakeholders in the low interest and high influence category, then it's about keeping them satisfied, making sure that you know they're, they're okay with what you're doing, they're up to speed, they understand and they appreciate what you're doing. The manage closely, or I prefer collaborate closely. The standard term is manage closely. I like collaborate closely or engage closely or in the top right of this grid, which is high interest and high influence. These are the people that are really, really interested in what you're doing. And actually, they're so influential that you can't do it without them. You can't do it without their support, endorsement or, or whatever. You need to work really closely with those people. And then when people have got high levels of interest but low levels of influence, it's about keeping them updated and informed in what you're doing. So you can see that by categorizing, prioritizing stakeholders out of this drives your actions, your communication, your engagement approaches. And I think it's really good to map out once you've decided which stakeholders are the priorities and why is then to start to map out well, what is the communication plan that goes alongside that to make it happen. Because, you know, I see so many people facilitate stakeholder workshops and they're just doing the mapping piece, but then there isn't really any thought given to, well, what do you do with all of that? And it's the so what and the what next that matters. The mapping is the what, right? You then need to work out the so what and the what next. 
And how to do that is to really consider each of those priority stakeholders and think about, well, what are their objectives? What is it they're aiming to achieve? What are they concerned about? What's their point of view? And get under the skin of that so that when you are doing your communication and your engagement, you can really connect better, understand each other's wants, needs, aspirations, and do a more effective job of engagement. In fact, I've got a video, an article on how to influence decision makers, how to influence people who can make or break your innovation plans. And there are some really good tips for that in there if you'd like to know more. Getting back to this communication plan then, I like to create some sort of table or plan in which I've got all the stakeholders listed out and alongside that list out what is it that they are interested in or concerned about. As I've said, think about that and check in with them about that as well. They might be interested in some parts of the project, but not all. So there might be some stakeholders where you want to engage them a lot later in the process and some others where you've got to have them on board before you even start and bring them along all the way through the journey. So deciding which part of the innovation project phase you want to engage them in is important as well. I also like to make sure that each key stakeholder has got an engagement manager or someone whose job it is, is to make sure that that stakeholder is up to speed, knows what's happening, feels well looked after, well considered, and is also doing the role of bringing the stakeholders feedback back into the project, back into the organisation so that it's two-way, right? This stakeholder mapping and communication, it's not just one way. It's not just about getting stakeholders to, you know, on board with what you want to do. It's also about listening to them and understanding their perspectives so that you can actually shape better innovations, have better plans, have greater resilience in what you're doing. That drives out the engagement approach. And that could be really proactive. It could be very personal. It could be one-to-one. It could be, you know, all of those things. Or it could be, we're going to email once a month or occasionally send a newsletter or an update. And again, that will depend on whether your stakeholder is someone you want to collaborate closely with or whether it's someone that you have said, actually, they're, they're interested not super influential. So actually keeping them engaged through a newsletter or other method is absolutely fine. And of course, there's lots of variations of what you can do in between. Map out as well for each stakeholder what the engagement tools are going to be. Face-to-face, it could be getting them together in groups, in workshops, newsletters, conferences, briefings, all of those things. And then how frequently. And of course, you need to keep this updated. People come and go in organizations. You need to make sure that you've got continuity, that you're not putting all your eggs in one basket with one individual, that actually you've got a few key contacts in some of the larger organizations that you're working with. So that's really important. And also, organizational and individual stakeholder priorities change. It's about making sure that you're always connected and you're always up to speed with what's going on for them and how what's going on for them might be affecting your project, your innovation project. And and there might be some new things and some exciting things and some opportunities that emerge from that as well. So keep this updated. It's only ever a snapshot. 
all of this mapping, all of this thinking is only ever a snapshot in time. It's like taking a photo, you know, you're taking a photo of that moment. Then, of course, things change and you do need to keep this updated on a fairly regular basis. Make sure that you're getting the information from stakeholders fed back into the organization so that you've got some really good intelligence, you're really well connected, and all of that will help your innovation to succeed in the short term and over the long term. So that was my um, quick overview of stakeholder mapping, how to facilitate a session with three different options, plus an approach for how you can organize, prioritize, and think about communication and make sure that your innovations really work for you. I hope you've enjoyed it. And do, of course, go to bigbangpartnership.co.uk slash resources for loads of free stuff around this topic and more besides. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to the Idea Time Show, brought to you by Dr. Joe North. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and access more completely free resources at bigbangpartnership.co.uk forward slash resources. We'll see you next time.